0: It's self-show. Play, Play with it. Bar- no more. Bar- no. Bar- 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 yeah. And another one. She rockin', she rockin', she rockin' alone And she poppin', she poppin', she poppin' the songs And She makin' she, she makin' she making her own Cause black girls rock Black girls rockin' She rockin' she rockin' she rockin', she rockin', she rockin alone And She poppin' she poppin' she poppin' the songs And she makin' she, she makin' she makin' her own Cause black girls rock Black girls rock Hey guys, it's your host Renee and well, let me start (laughs) by saying you can find me at herbyrenee.com. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about self-care. This past weekend, I actually was on a panel uh, that was sponsored by handfuls that was actually put on by an organization called For the Breast of Us. Uh, which is an organization that highlights minority women and their experience with breast cancer. Um, it was a wonderful experience just to be, first of all, just to be invited on to talk about self-care, to listen to the other experts talk about grief and to talk about body image and how that changes with chronic illnesses, chronic diseases, um, and just like over time. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Are you comfortable in your own skin? So much of our time is spent trying to impress other people or trying to show our worth and our worthiness, uh, especially in a culture where what you drive matters, who you know matters, what you do matters, right? All those outside influences and accomplishments, they matter. And again, I am a person that believes in pursuing goals and dreams and aspirations. So by no means am I saying, don't do anything with your life. But I I often wonder how productive is some of our thinking or some of our speaking to ourselves when we're going through different things. Sometimes life happens. (laughs) there's going to be a point in time where I really talk about the situation I'm currently going through. And when I talk about it, you're going to be like, what? Because it's so ridiculously mind-blowing. And just, why? (laughs) That has been my biggest challenge through this entire situation is the why, right? But we're not talking about that today. That's another podcast for another day. But today really is taking an inventory. So we did inventory before, right? We did an inventory of our time and, you know, how we were investing our time or, you know, not investing our time um, and what that looked like and the changes and the challenges that we wanted to kind of pursue after the inventory. But today is another type of inventory I want us to do. It's a self-reflection inventory. We've had a lot of hustle and bustle, you know, things are, somewhat I guess normalizing or what our new normal is with COVID-19 and this whole pandemic what what is our self-assessment of ourselves like here we are we have less than 100 days left in the in the year of 2020 which this year has been a roller coaster for everyone for one way or another it's time to reflect right I like to reflect before I get to the end of the year October is always a really weird, strange fall is a season of pruning for me. and has been for literally the last decade. God is always removing things or pushing me in directions every fall. I don't know why. And every fall I sit here and I'm like, Oh my God, I cannot believe my life is falling apart in this way every single fall. <laughs> but here I am again in fall, things are out of place yet again. And I'm like, what is happening? But during this time, one of the main things that has kept me sane is one, again, therapy, Uh, again, I'm a proponent of therapy, having somebody from the outside that has, you know, invested interest in you, but not in an emotional way. You know, they're not a mother or a sister or a friend who is biased (laughs) and has a personal opinion one way or another about who you are and the things that you should be doing and how things should be playing out for you and all of that. Having that second set of eyes can be very critical when you're in a critical crisis moment, right? And I know not everybody can afford therapy. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about is self-assessment is free. Sitting quietly with yourself is free. And you may not have a lot of free time You may have kids or other responsibilities that really take up a good majority of your time. But again, if you really took the self-assessment, the self-inventory of your time seriously, you know where you can plug in or plug or unplug, I should say, right? So you know, like, okay, I have five minutes to sit in my car before I step out of this door and go into work. That I can sit here and focus in on how I'm really feeling when I talked before about grief and I talked about my best friend's mother passing away my grandfather passing away and some other things that I'm just grieving the loss of stuff you can grieve stuff um one of the things that kind of kept me going is I was just busy I've been so busy like I'm in school and I'm working, I have kids, and We're doing virtual school and all this stuff, but I never had time to take a true inventory about how I felt about any of it. You know, I cried for a couple of days and then I had to like kind of suck it up and get back to what I needed to get done, which it's good to continue to move forward, but it's bad to move forward when you haven't fully sat in whatever you need to sit in, right? So sit, (laughs) even when it feels uncomfortable, negative emotions feel uncomfortable. And for many of us, especially in the black community, we don't deal well with negative emotions because negative emotions can bring about a sense of vulnerability. And I speak of this as a black woman who has never really had the opportunity to be vulnerable in a lot of different spaces. You know, um, I have a talk that's coming up with my friend Danielle um, at the end of this month. where we're talking about black tears. And there's a lot of jokes and memes about white tears and white fragility and all these different things. But in a space where we have seen murders, murders of people, live and direct, it takes a toll on you and it should take a toll on you, whether you're white or black, but especially when you see somebody on the screen that looks like somebody that could be a part of your family, it changes the dynamic, the tension that you feel or can feel in situations like this. It it can be awkward socially for a lot of different people, but for black people in general, There is this sense that our grief and in our time of grief is politicized a lot or controlled Well, you can't feel bad for so-and-so because of this, or you can't be angry because of this, right? Oh, see, you see how angry they are and they're doing all this. And then it diminishes the grief that really is a part of all that's there. Are there people out there who do things just to cause havoc? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's in any movement, (laughs) when you have large groups of people that group think that group dynamic is real. Um, and sometimes stuff can happen and stuff can get out of hand, but I'm talking about just the simple fact of even having a Facebook discussion. I actually got blocked. (laughs) by somebody who travels to um, other countries and does mission work, right? Like she had a post on her page that said, we were with you when you were upset about George Floyd, but when you started rioting, like that's where we draw the line. And I was like, I never saw one post prior to the riots you know, declaring that that was wrong, not one post, <laughs> regardless of whether he was a criminal or not. there was nothing that he did that warranted death and death in that way. And that's the part that I struggle with <laughs> the taking of a life. And you know, I have a cousin i've I've shared this before that was a victim of gun violence. so that individual was black. My cousin is black. So I understand gun violence. I understand the taking of a life. I don't diminish that there is a problem with gun violence, but that's across the nation. I mean, if you have children that are going to school that are gunned down In their elementary, middle, and high schools. We have a problem. This is not just, you know, a a black person being angry and all this stuff, problem. Like, we have a problem with gun violence in general in this country. The number one way that men complete suicide is with a gun. Like, those are facts, right? So, let me not get (laughs) get off the topic, but. I'm just saying in general, like we need to have conversations about violence, about grief, about pain, you know, murder taking of a life is something that puts a hole in a family, right? Death in general takes a hole. I mean, look at all the deaths and people that have passed away from COVID. And we know that this has disproportionately affected black Americans. More black people know of somebody or of some bodies that have passed away from COVID than other populations, right? So that's grief. Like just that alone is grief. Seeing and hearing. I mean, I can't tell you. It feels like every other day on Facebook, I am seeing somebody pass away. And I know of six. Six individuals who had a mother or a father or a friend pass away from COVID within the last six weeks. Six. Grief. So I have taken time to evaluate how I'm feeling. I have a lot going on in my own personal life outside of all the stuff that the media is showing outside of the debates about Trump and Biden, outside of all of that. I still have life (laughs) just like we all do, but I also have my own personal losses. Right? And so taking this time to be still is hard for me. It's hard for me. It's hard to reconcile that little girl that was told, don't let anybody see you cry with the woman that I am today, when I want to cry over almost everything that I see. It's hard to reconcile that, you know, it's hard to reconcile. You know, I have been in positions where I have expressed disappointment and hurt, but because I did not cry, my words and my feelings were dismissed but yet and still I had people in authority that were allowed to have a range of emotions that were allowed to make mistakes and do things that were probably a little bit improper and not only keep the job, but if there was something that came up, they were able to actually get to another position with assistance. (laughs) They left the position in a better spot than when they actually arrived, right? Grief. Like, how do you grieve seeing, because again, I was, an, I was an idealist. Like, I like structure and rules and all that stuff. Like, how do you reconcile that life is not always fair, that justice is not always just? And I don't mean just in the justice system. I mean, like I said, just even in America, like the corporate system, the nonprofit system, It's not always fair. So how do you take care of yourself when you're doing a self-assessment? And I'm not saying to sit here and just bemoan everything that's going on with you, but be real and honest. There's some stuff that makes you mad and it should make you mad, right? It should make you mad. It should make you feel a certain type of way because it's not right. (laughs) Mistreatment is not right. It's not fair. But what are you going to do about it? What's also not fair is not giving yourself time to grieve whatever process is going on, whether it is a job that you got fired from unjustly or a promotion that you got looked over or a time you did get pulled over unjustly for something that happened to you or you were in a relationship and somebody mistreated you and used you and abused you. You can grieve all of that and you can even grieve bad things. (laughs) You can grieve the loss of something that wasn't great to you because it's still a loss. It's a loss of stability. Maybe it's a loss of sense of self. It's still a loss and all of that is okay. So today I'm hoping that you take this 15 minutes as, as I was talking about grief, whether your issue is police brutality, whether it's gun violence, whether it's unemployment, whether it's single parenthood, whether it's being in a blended family, whether it's divorce, whatever your grief is, whatever you are grieving, whatever you are holding on to, whatever is weighing you down, do your best to let it go. Breathe in and out deeply. Take a self-assessment. If there's nothing that you can do about what has happened to you, what can you do to prevent something else happening to you, or from something else happening to others, how can you use this to better yourself and your community? Thanks for taking 15 minutes of your time to self-reflect, and I'll see y'all next week.